Welcome to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices, a collaboration between Clahoos First Nation and Cortez Community Radio. In this edition, producer Odette Auger shares the incredible achievement of Clahoos First Nation elder Jessie Louie in revitalizing her community's language, which had been on the brink of being lost. In your country, your region, your island, are there languages that are in danger of dying, fading, disappearing? How would you feel about that? You are listening to a song sung in Ayajutham, a dialect of Coast Salish, a language in the Salish Sea. There's only one fluent speaker left who speaks us at Clahoos and less than a dozen fluent speakers in total left on our planet. We have only one fluent speaker, and that would be Herman Francis. So we're down to one. So the rest are some I fluent. Uh, we have three communities that, you know, that speak our dialect. I would be Amen and Himalco and Cahoos. I'm speaking with Jesse Louie, language coordinator at Clahoos for 18 years. I recall when I first started, I've worked with so many people in the past that have passed on their journey. Now we're down to one. I had to make sure the fluent speakers were ready and willing to be recorded. I was very saddened in this past proposal. We lost one of our elders. We're down to basically semi-fluent speakers. What is the key to a language surviving? A language survives if you have the choice to learn it, if it is available to you, to live your life with your language in some way a part of it. More lessons for the uh, semi-fluent speakers. Working with a fluent speaker sure brought back my language and I felt more confident speaking it and I'm hoping it will do to the same to the other semi-fluent speakers. Uh, memory comes back to you when you speak our language for some reason that just seems to be buried deep inside of you. And the more you're around it, around people that speak it, the, the more it comes back to you. Because you were, as a child, your, your parents only spoke to you in our language and it's there back up your memory prior to being taken away to residential school. There are different reasons and ways a language can go extinct. Gradually, like Latin, suddenly, like smallpox decimating a community, or radically, which happens very rapidly, such as under political repression or under the threat of violence. The difference is that the speakers are not wiped out, but suddenly stop using their own language as a way to avoid persecution. They said, take the savage out of the child. Uh, the reason why we were put into residential school. If we weren't, if we weren't in residential school, our parents would be put to jail. Um, so it was done forcibly that we had to go to these residential schools. Coming home from a residential school, 
I sat with my mom one day, and um, I think I must have been about 13. We sat in silence because uh, she didn't speak English, and I had lost speaking our native tongue, I would say, in the 60s. Uh, most of my younger siblings were already speaking English, and my parents were trying to learn English so we could communicate a bit. Residential school forbade us to speak our language at home. In the residential school, if we got caught, we got punished. So we had to refrain from speaking our language or we'd be punished severely. That is why a lot of us um, forgot our language due to the fact that we weren't allowed to speak it at such a young age. Right from the time we got into residential school, we were slapped in the hand or bought with a stick or whatever if we ever got caught or strapped, if we ever got caught speaking our language. You're listening to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. This episode, brought to you in part by Literacy Now, Cortez Community Forest Co-op, Study Build, and private donors. When a language disappears, what is lost forever? What do we lose along with it? I recall my father. He had so many stories. I didn't t- really take interest in them because I just didn't have the belief anymore of what he was saying. I just thought it was all fiction. But to find out in a later date that so many people would say your dad had a lot of knowledge. Uh, He spoke our language like no other, that he spoke high words in in our language that no others knew because he was brought up by his grandmother. So that was taken when he was, uh, you know, when he had passed on, not realizing back in the day that he had so much to offer. And that is now lost to our people. To lose the language is to lose a nation. How true that is. How true that is. I find today that our people are so lost and we're struggling to find ourselves in our culture. It's been such a struggle. Sometimes I hear my nieces and nephews wanting to learn so bad, and Brenda, my niece, I'm so happy that they did get that proposal her and Rose for the mentor. Brenda really uh, has a beautiful voice. That more songs will come, you know? That makes me happy, you know, because they're, they're um, crying just for anything to feel like they belong. They need uh, some teaching. I have hope. We hear about technology dominating traditional ways. In some cases, technology opens up a new way to preserve and communicate ancient languages before they disappear, such as firstvoices.com. We have our language recorded in first voices, but we have to consider that not all people have uh, computers. And when I was in band council and going to meet with our people in different uh, areas, a lot of them had come up to me and really wanted to know the language. And uh, I know I have listened to it time and time again, trying to get the sound, how they spoke, so I can get it back in my own. Because now that I'm an elder and I know how to read and write our language, 
I won't be able to, 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 if I ever get recorded, be able to say it the right way, be the, be that person that they can depend on, be able to continue on with the recordings of our language. But I really need to um, keep listening to the um, fluent speakers that have been recorded. So I, I, I have it, you know, make sure that the words are pronounced properly, which is so important in recording. And I know there is so much material that has to be recorded yet. And like I said, I, I'll always be working in language because that's part of who I am and, and, and which I love. And it is culture and it really makes me feel that I'm part of who I am as a First Nation. I hold a lot of pride in, in what I did in language in 2000 when I went in, um, they had a pilot project in UVic, where we went to learn and to read and write our language. Uh, Mary and Harry was our, our teacher. This was on our own accords. There must have been eight of us in Clehus that went, but I think maybe five of us that graduated. Uh, we all got our teaching certificates. It took two years every weekend to go to the North Island College to these classes. Uh, that uh, UVic was doing as a pilot project for uh, the linguistic uh, part of learning how to read and write our language. And Marion had to be the most awesomest uh, um, teacher because she spoke our language. She's a fluent speaker who is uh, still going today. I don't even know how old Marion is now. She must be in her 80s now. There is hope of the, the younger generation carry on with our language. So it doesn't die, so I know that it will carry on, you know, through these people that have really uh, put their hearts and soul into it. The good news is, linguists say even a vulnerable language can continue to survive in the right conditions. How? Our ancestors learned one generation after the other, and we can learn too. For some peoples, it is a sign of respect to learn the language of another. To respect the mother tongues of each other is another way we can keep languages alive. You know, I went to the school yesterday. As soon as I opened the doors, I could hear one of the songs from the blanket exercise ah. being sung. And all the school children are learning your language. Oh, wow. It's true, and that's from the very good work of Julie Hanous bringing language to the school. Then she'd say it fluently in her language. We had so much fun um, doing the language with the fluent speakers. Compared to the English, when we speak our language, it seems to have uh, more meaning. It seems more alive when we speak it, and it seems to bring so much joy uh, when we're speaking our language compared to when we're speaking English. Uh, there seems to be more um, laughter. It's the same with uh, doing anything culturally. We seem to be able to bring so much joy into whether it's making, sitting together, doing button blankets, doing uh, weaving our hats. And if language is involved, there's always laughter because it seems more funny in our language. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is with our language, but when we're speaking it, it just changes uh, a person. 
maybe it's because that's needed. Yes. It brings you to a happier place. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. They say they could see the change in my face when I speak on in my la- in, in in my language. <laughs> Language does bring a lot of laughter, and they say laughter is good medicine. Thanks to producer Odette Auger for this edition of Deep Roots Island Waves. Senior producers are Morgan Tams and Greg Osoba. Series coordinator is Odette Auger, and Clahous coordinator is Jacqueline Mathieu. Editor is Sean Cowell. Cortez Community Radio is grateful to the Community Radio Fund of Canada, Cortez Island Museum and Archive Society, Canada 150, and the Clahous First Nation for their support. Find more at cortezradio.ca.